Welcome back to another episode of Spouse Holes. I want to thank all of our listeners and followers. If you haven't already, go subscribe and follow us on Instagram. So I'm here with Eric. How was your week? The week was really good. We were able to order some fights, the UFC pay-per-view. And who won? John Jones, of course. Your hero. Yeah, and you were able to smoke? Yeah, I did 40 pounds of pulled pork. So good. And then I did another, I think it was 15-pound brisket. It was a lot of meat. It was a lot of meat. We definitely smoked a lot of meat this weekend. <laughs> and next week we'll probably smoke some more. So Sounds like it. Probably. All right. So should we get into some holes? Yeah, let's do it. Our results from last week ended up in a tie. And I just have to say, I call BS. I felt like I won that one. I think I have to give it to you. Yours was definitely better than mine. <laughs> well, yeah. So you want to get into the holes for this week? Well, did we want to talk about we're just not going to do the voting for a little bit till we have maybe a few more episodes in and get better uh, sync with severity between the two of us? Yeah, we'll just hold off and continue using the holes and the plugs. Holes being negative, weird things happening, bad things, and then plugs being the positive outcomes and yeah, the shedding good light. stories. I like that. Yep. All right. So go ahead with your hole. All right. This is my hole. Um, a man was... Uh, arrested in Louisiana for walking around in the neighborhoods high on meth in a gorilla costume. When cops spotted him, he ducked into a house that wasn't his and hid under the bed. So he was the gorilla under the bed. <laughs> All right. You want to hear my hole? Yes. I love your hole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Do you want to hear my hole? Oh, the hear week? your hole. Okay, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so this one happened in Alabama on Friday. This was about a man and a woman who fought with tongs about crab legs. Crab legs. So they were at a buffet, and they it took about 10 to 15 minutes for the crab legs to come out. And it I guess it was just too long of a of a wait and they just went at it and started attacking each other. There was a police officer who was eating there, so he was able to put them aside and calm them down but they are facing charges so it will definitely be way more than the ten dollars and 58 cents that it costs them to go and have the crabs so i'm trying to figure out who you're actually nominating as the whole are you nominating the people for fighting over crab or are you nominating this all-you-can-eat buffet for not serving crab fast enough definitely the all-you-can-eat buffet they yeah. are the holes because it's a buffet. You shouldn't keep people waiting. People are hungry. Like when people go in there, the type of people who go into buffets, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. But when we go to a buffet, it's like you need to eat now. Oh, yeah. You got to be ready to serve the people if you're claiming to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. It shouldn't be all-you-can-eat in two hours. It should be all-you-can-eat immediately. All right. right 10 minutes. But still, I could see how it could be ten, two hours in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So can I ask you a question? I would love to hear a question. What's up? All right. If you're arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you did? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, my family would probably figure I did something. Ooh, this is difficult. If I was getting arrested, I don't know. It'd probably just be for doing something I didn't realize I was doing was illegal, I would think. A little um, naive. A little bit of naive, you know, maybe some trespassing or... I don't know. I could get arrested for overeating at an all-you-can-eat buffet and fighting with somebody for all I know. 
So our engagement story happens to have police involved and you, quote, resisting arrest. That's true. I actually had a friend who I worked with to plan our engagement story where he was going to arrest us after a movie. But what you didn't know, well, first of all, when we were dating, we had some rules on us that were kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Here we were, grown-ass adults, and I had to have you home by 10 p.m. And I am just so, like, obedient, right? Like, I could have been like, um, F that. I'm way over 18, but... I'm definitely a good kid. And I was like, yeah, that's true. You were very obedient to your parents and I I respect you for that. But I thought it was kind of crazy. So I had actually spoke with your parents and asked for their blessing for me to ask you to be my wife. And I also asked them to extend your curfew until you came home. I didn't tell them a time. I said, she'll be home when she's done with the whole engagement process. And they were a hundred percent okay with it, but you didn't realize that. And so we went to a movie with downtown in Utah where you're, we usually never went downtown because both of us hate going downtown. And so after we go to the movie, we were already cutting it close to have you home at your normal time. Yeah. And then I called my dad because I was like, dude, this is way close to the curfew. So I called my dad and he was like, yeah, no, it's fine. Stay out as long as you want. And I was like, what? Like this never happens. So yeah, so we went, watched the movie, got out, and it was way past the curfew. And so I was freaking out. So, you know, you bring out your GPS and you're like, well, let's try figuring out a fast way home. And so you turned and I'm like, okay, I know this area enough that you're not supposed to be around this area at night and it's a little sketchy. And so you were acting like the GPS was messed up. And I kept telling you, and we parked in this parking lot. And I kept telling you, you need to not be parked here. Like, we can get in a lot of trouble. And it's dark, and it's, like, midnight, and it just doesn't look good. And I kept telling you, a cop is going to pull up, and we are going to get in so much trouble. And I loved how I just kept telling you, a cop's not going to do anything. I'm not doing anything illegal. I just need to get this GPS working. (laughs) So then what happens? Well, you know, we went back and forth on it for a minute. And then I was just like, I finally told you, look, nothing's going to happen. And right as I say that, we get lit up by cop lights. Right. And I turned around and that was my big I told you so moment. Because I'm like, I know that cops are going to be here in like no time. So then they show up. They flash their lights. And the cop comes out and walks up to your window and asks for your license and registration. And you get lippy way fast. Yeah, I wasn't going to give him anything because I hadn't done anything wrong. I was sitting in my car getting my GPS to work. He was asking for license and registration. And I just felt that was a little pushy for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Right. And so I'm like, dude, give him your ID. And you wouldn't give it to him. So the cop finally tells you to step out of the vehicle and walk to the back of the car. And I am like, what am I getting myself into? What is happening? So in my mind, all of this stuff starts happening as far as what kind of crime did you commit? Is like, hopefully he doesn't punch the cop. Hopefully everything ends peacefully. And then the cop comes to my side and knocks or opens the door and tells me to come out because you were resisting and not cooperating. And so it's dark. It's after midnight and downtown in heels. I'm sure it didn't look good. (laughs) So I walk behind the vehicle and you're cuffed 
And so he grabs my arm and tells me that because you were resisting, he needed to cuff me to you so that you didn't do anything stupid. And something about for his safety and he only having one pair of cuffs or something. Yeah, I can't remember it. But bottom line, I was cuffed to you and you were down on one knee and... He goes back to his car and says that he needs to right. run some information on my license plate. And he was taking forever. And so I was like getting so mad and I was so furious because I was like, what did you do? Like, what? Why are we arrested? Like, what's happening? What did you say? I remember asking, like, what? Like, what are you doing? You don't resist arrest. And then you pulled out the ring. Yeah. You know, I asked you to marry me and caught you off guard. That's for sure. And. It took you a minute to realize. So then I'm th- sitting here thinking, did I just do the worst proposal ever because she's <laughs> not answering me, just kind of staring at me. But I think you were in just complete shock and you were still trying to figure out if we were really in trouble or oh, not. Oh yeah. My brain was still catching up. And then, you know, the friend came out with the recorder and was like, what did she say? And I was like, oh my gosh, this was all set up. And I didn't get home till maybe two o'clock the next morning or that morning or whatever. So... But it turned out to be pretty good, right? Overall, you think it went okay? Well, yeah, but everything in my head was like, how bad is this going to get? Are you going to be like punching out a cop here? And Well, what was funny is there was actually another stage, but because you were freaking out to the level you were freaking out, we had actually planned on them throwing us in the back seat of the cop car and moving locations because I was wanted for like murder. We can't remember. Oh, I would have definitely said no to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, to top it off. The friend's like, hey, you need to get out of here because there was a stabbing two blocks down and we don't want them thinking it was you guys. So I'm like, oh my gosh, downtown and a stabbing. So yeah, we left pretty quick, but. It was a good time. I was was happy planning it. We had a good time planning it. I was really nervous because um, prior to going out with you, um, I had to ask your parents' blessing to have your hand in marriage. And so I actually went out to eat with them before I even picked you up. So is that hard? Was that like a culture difference? Because I know like our culture as far as dating and everything for me was big. And so, you know, curfew and. Curfew is weird when you're an adult for us. I feel like in our culture, once you're an adult, you make your own decisions. But at the same time. 18. Yeah. And for me growing up, my parents were pretty much as long as you answer your phone when we call. And you're on the weekends. Even before I turned 18, I didn't really have a curfew per se if right. I told them where I was at. Well, was, and I think it might be a little different because when we grew up, it wasn't just a culture. Well, it is part of the culture, but it's also because we're girls. My brother, I felt like got away with a lot more than I did when we were dating. Like when me and you were dating. <laughs> well, I mean, and I even compare it to what I've seen since we've been married. All your younger siblings, they know sibling, they seem to me to not have to follow the same rules you did. Yeah. I think they're definitely getting more lax and I think relaxed. And I think that they're getting more Americanized. Yeah. It has to do with the culture. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's good for your siblings. They don't have to be home at 10 PM. Right. Yeah. I guess it's good for them. (laughs) So jealous. Can I ask you a question? All right. What's up? Is cereal a soup? No, oh. not Siri. Siri. <laughs> Siri thought I was talking to it. Um, I have to say, no, it's not. Because 
it's cereal. You have cereal and you have milk. Well, I know there are soups that have milk in it, but it's cold. Like cereal is cold. And all the soups that I know are warm soups. And I feel like a soup is something to warm you up. So no. I, I can feel you there. Can I tell you a story about uh, a dish called gazpacho? <laughs> I would love to hear this. So gazpacho, for those of you that don't know, is a cold soup that is tomato based. And if I was to present it to you with chips, you would think it's salsa. I have had this and I did think it was salsa. <laughs> this is one of the biggest debates in the Guyman household. It's true. Uh, my mom loves to make gazpacho. It's one of her favorite things. She's like, oh, this soup, it is so delicious. I love it so much. But at the end of the day, it's salsa. Give me some chips and I'll eat that like salsa. Well, and that's how you, when you gave it to me the first time and I tried it, I thought it was salsa because you came down with a bowl and I'm like, where's the chips at? And you were like, hi, I knew it. It's not soup. It's salsa. And then that's when everything came out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I knew. We know deep in our hearts. She'll get the hint eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, can I ask you another question? Let's hear it. What would be the hat to end all hats that would make people stand in awe and amazement? Well, as you know, I love hats. I probably have over 300 if I had to count. Probably. My biggest problem is my head is just too big for most of the hats. Even the ones I have, I wear a size 8 hat, but a lot of times they're still too small. But if I had to say the hat to end all hats that would make people stand in amazement is that what you said right in amazement like an awe and amazement, amazement and awe. i think it'd be a hat that was rigged in some fashion similar to an atm and it was just constantly disp- dispensing endless hundred dollar bills that would be a pretty cool hat but i'm just so greedy I would, <laughs> I would not let you leave the house with that yeah that's true that would be a hard hat to leave but it's endless so you know you can just go out and make people drool you know speaking of hats we did get one for Bert um you know the first episode we mentioned it that we got one for your favorite comedian and on his podcast he said that was too big for his head yeah I think it was an eight and a half and that's a pretty big hat did you wear it did you see if it fit your head I I don't think I did because it was a ram's hat I couldn't come to put it on my head right but I think what I want to do is he's coming back in March and I'm going to find him an eighth and an or an eight and an eighth. That should get to the size we need for him to be happy. Okay, I guess we'll have to go hat shopping. And it's already March, but it is March already. Yeah, so I guess man, time's flying right now. We're having a good time in life. Yeah, we really are. Can I ask you another question? All right, let's hear it. What is the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? I can't. I don't know. I mean, I've smelled disgusting smells, but I don't think I've had like a weird smell that I'm like, whoa, that was really weird to smell that. What was yours? Oh, for me, I remember going on campus at Salt Lake Community College on Redwood Road. For those of you that know Utah, I was walking around and I had early classes. I had late night classes, but whenever I'd go to my early classes, I would get on campus and it would smell like burnt toast. And for the life of me, I'm like, does this cafeteria here at school not know how to cook toast in the morning? Because (laughs) all I smelt was burnt toast. But I had this one teacher who was in like, he was like a physical therapy teacher. Like he was into 
all things of the body and stuff. And so we got to know him pretty good because we took weights with him and stuff like that. And uh, he told us, do you know what that smell is? Because one day I just said, man, that burnt toast smells back. And I asked him, yeah, tell me what it is. And he says, well, right next to the campus, there's a crematorium. And it's actually what it smells like when people burn <laughs> bodies. <laughs> and for me, it has never left my brain. If I go, I mean, I still had another year and a half at that school. And every time I would walk on campus and smell burnt toast, I'm like, my nose is inhaling people right now. So what you're pretty much telling me is don't burn toast in the house. Oh, please don't. It'll be bad. <laughs> It'll remind me of dead bodies. Yeah, you see dead people. All right, I have another question for you. Oh, man, we're just going at it today, aren't we? I guess so. What is the strangest dream you've ever had? Ooh. Do you have do you have one on top of your head so I can think for a minute? I do. It was more of a nightmare. I remember being in a, looks like a chapel, and I was sitting with my family and somebody was talking, but we were all alone. And all of a sudden, something, I could feel this dark something just kind of going over the chapel area and something fast underneath my feet went to the front. And I looked up and there was this demon thing up on the ceiling, just looking down. And I remember it coming down and I started to scream and I woke up screaming and my dad shot into the room and woke me up, like finished waking me up because I was like half asleep still. And he was like, what are you doing? What's what's wrong? And I'm like, I literally a demon was attacking me. I think that was the strangest dream I've ever had. And never it's never left my brain because it was just so weird. Yeah, you definitely are one of the weirdest dream sleepers I've ever known because you've gotten you've yelled at me when you've woken up before and you said, you just cheated on me. <laughs> okay. I think every woman has those dreams. I don't think it's just me. But then you like hold it against me for days. <laughs> no, I'll come, I'll come home from work and you cheating bastard. All right. Coming from the guy who says a buffet makes you wait for two hours when it's only 10 minutes. <laughs> Everyone's going to be on my side on this. You're exaggerating a little bit. Okay. Maybe a little bit, but. It is a consistent thing where you'll have a dream or similar to the one you just said is like you'll have a night terror and scream in your sleep and I'll have to wake you up. But the thing about my dreams is a lot of them stick with me. Like I just, a lot of them I can remember or I'll like tell you my dream in detail and you're like, how do you remember that? I'm like, I have no idea. It just sticks with me. Well, because for me, I hardly ever remember my dreams. So this is a difficult question for me, but I also was thinking about it and well, I remember when I was younger, probably still in middle school, maybe even before, I might have been elementary school, but do you remember that show Gargoyles? <laughs> yeah. It was like a cartoony right, show right. about the gargoyles that would fly around the city and they had to be back by sunrise to end because at sunrise it turned to stone or right. something like that. Well, if you remember, there was the main one who was a blue dude, but then there was like his little, I don't know if he was one of the bad ones or what the storyline is at all, but there was a red one that had a little bit of like blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that dude tormented me. 
you know those dreams where you'd have like you'd go to sleep one night and you'd have a dream and then it would stop at a certain point and then maybe a couple days would go by and you'd go to sleep again and it would start right where you left off yeah well this was one of those dreams and every time it would start i'm like this is a nightmare it wasn't a dream it was a nightmare right and this red gargoyle was just trying to kill me and it was just chasing me all around this town and mind you it's a gargoyle and it had a gun why does a gargoyle <laughs> need a gun it was going to kill me with a gun but it was a gargoyle that could just pick me up right. fly me into the sky drop me and i'd land on my head and die but it was chasing <laughs> me in my dream with a gun it made sure that you were super dead so I remember how the dream ends and it, the nightmare stopped and it wasn't, didn't recur anymore is we went to this rooftop and he threw me off the roof. And you know, those dreams where you fall and then you wake up in real life and you're falling and you like fall out of bed or whatever. Oh, yes, I definitely know what you're talking about. That's how it ended. So I finally was falling out of my bed and it was when he threw me off the top of this really tall building. And then it even, stopped. But even though he had the gun, he never used the gun. <laughs> the entire dream, he was chasing me with this gun. It was probably a Nerf gun. Yeah, he was just you know, all show. Just you know? for show. But then he pushed me off a building and I woke up and then it never happened again. But to this day, if I see that on like old, like on Hulu or something. You don't want to watch. I can't watch it because right. I, I don't want that guy coming back <laughs> into my dreams. Yeah, that would, that would be a scary one. I did have dreams when I was younger too that were... Not like that, but they were recurring dreams of me like running and falling off of a cliff. And I used to sleep on the top bunk and I would wake up on the floor and I would always have the dream where you'd fall and you had like the swirls and I were always like colorful swirls or black and white. And then I would wake up and I'd be on the floor from the top bunk to the floor. And I don't remember how I got there, but I would just wake up and be like, oh my gosh, again. And I would just get back up and go back to sleep. I think you have some just bizarre sleeping patterns. I remember on our honeymoon, this was probably the second time we've slept in the same bed together. Right. <laughs> um, we had gotten back. I think we were in California on our honeymoon and we had gotten back to the hotel. You had fallen asleep and I was watching cartoons and I was in the middle of a cartoon and all of a sudden you just shoot up and judo chop me square in the throat and just... <laughs> roll over like it was nothing and keep sleeping and i'm gasping for air because you got me clean right on the throat and then i you know catch my breath <laughs> try to figure out what's happening and i wake you up and you're like i did not and to this day i still think you think i'm making this up i do think you're making it up but you legitimately judo chopped me in the throat well i i'm sorry but was i, I cheating on you in your oh dream my God. You know what? It could have. It could have been. Could have been. Two days married. I'm already cheating on you. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Oh, I'm loving it. <laughs> McDonald's. Mc... No, we can't say that. Can no, we? we can't. Yes, we can. We're not sponsored. <laughs> Come on, people. Subscribe, rate, follow. <laughs> Five stars. Leave a comment. <laughs> What's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Oh, I can, I own quite a few. I like ours. Well, actually mine's my password, so I'm not going to say that. You but don't. <laughs> um, some of the names that I've seen before is uh, FBI van. Yeah, that, <laughs> I wouldn't click into that Wi-Fi. And I've seen F off. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. I mean, to be honest, as long as you have it password protected, it doesn't matter what you name it. Because the likelihood of being able to crack it would be pretty hard. I mean, there's people out there that can do it. 
but the people that can crack your Wi-Fi password have better things they can get into that they don't need to get into your Wi-Fi. Right. Unless they need to get into your Wi-Fi to get into whatever else is that they want to get into. That is true. <laughs> All right. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I love it. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's home? Ooh, in someone else's home. I can remember a time where I was in someone's house one time in Tennessee and of all places I was visiting there and we, I was invited over to this person's house. They have different laws over there. I think, I don't think it's similar to Utah Um, people in Tennessee. If you're listening, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't have limits on pets like we do here. This weird. Yeah. And so we grow up, I'm walking up into this house and I'm noticing in the lawn that there's this open chicken, like raw chicken packages in the lawn. We go inside, I go inside the house. This person had to have had 30 plus cats and. Oh my, oh my. It might've been more than 30, like 30 in the house. And there was probably another 30 plus. Oh, I could not live. I just, I'm such a clean freak. Like I have to have a very clean home well, I'll, I'll do you one better. So this person had so many cats that I sat down on the couch. And when I got up <laughs> yeah, <for coat. laughs> to leave, you could see where I sat. Oh, no. <laughs> because all the cat hair stuck to me. <laughs> that's, that's bad. Well, here's, the, here's another. Here's the kicker on that is I was invited to stay for dinner. <laughs> And in my brain, I'm like, there's no way that this person can serve a dish without cat hair in it. And so, you know, I'm getting ready to eat dinner and can you imagine what they served? What did they serve you? I mean, that'd be hard to even cook. So what did they serve you? Lasagna. Hey, I mean, Garfield. Garfield and cats. It must be a thing or something. But so they... (laughs) put a lasagna on the table and served me a plate of lasagna. And at first I thought it was a joke, but this person had kids and the kids just started eating it. Like it was nothing. I guess, you know, maybe there, maybe it, there's no cat hair in it. So I take a, a fork full and I put it in my mouth. Now, listen, when I say that there was hair in that lasagna, Oh my gosh. I'm not saying that there was one hair, two hair, three. I'm saying there was just as much hair as cheese, just as much hair as noodle, just as much hair as ground beef. This was a 60-40 split. 60% cat hair, 40% lasagna. <laughs> I mean, they needed something to bind everything together. <laughs> oh, I have never been more disgusted in my life than the smell that was in that house and the fact that I actually ate the food. <laughs> wow. So how much of it did you eat? I finished the entire plate because I didn't want to be disrespectful. Nice. I think we need to go into some plugs after that. I mean, I think so too. We need something good in our lives. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Hmm. Well, this week I know that my plug, if we were doing the votes, I would lose. I found one that it rang true to me being a fan of sports. Right, and so, this one was, I think it was somewhere in South America, there was a soccer game being played. And from what I understood of the story, it was like a balcony system at the stadium. So there's the upper balcony, the lower balcony. Well, a fan from the upper balcony dropped their phone and it fell to the lower balcony 
That would suck. This is the part that I lose a little bit of what were they thinking. In my brain, I just yell down to someone down there and say, hey, that's my phone. Can you meet me out front or meet me at the elevator? But I don't know if it's because of how it's segregated or how they're like, it's just, I don't know what happened, but for some reason that wasn't an option. And so what happened is all the fans around them started giving them their flags to the people on the upper. They have these big flags for the team or something. Soccer is a little bit foreign to me when it comes to (laughs) these kind of things. But anyway, a whole bunch of fans band together and they start tying flags together and they drop a big flag like... You know when you're trying to sneak out of your bedroom and all the cartoons and stuff where they tie bed sheets together right. and you make a little rope out of it? Right. Yeah, so they made that and they threw it off the top balcony all the way down to the lower level of the stadium. And then they tied, the people at the lower end of the stadium tied the phone to the uh, big rope of uh, flags. What? Oh my god! And then they proceeded to hoist this phone back to the top balcony. Wow. So my plug is the entire team of fans. Right. That band, band together to retrieve a phone during a soccer game. And you know what the best part about it is? What? More than likely they didn't miss any action. <laughs> that is probably true, actually. Yeah, my dad loves to watch soccer. Now I've watched soccer with your dad. Yes. And let me tell you, I've actually learned and gained a lot of respect for soccer. It is the ultimate nap sport. And I can attest that me and him have both fallen asleep during the same game at the same time. But the announcers in Spanish especially, when a goal happens, they get so excited because it's been 40 minutes since anything's (laughs) happened. And so they will yell, Goal! And you wake up from your nap and they show the replay like 10 times. And then you celebrate, you high five each other. If it was for your team, if it wasn't for your team, you argue that a guy was off sides or something and you sit back down and you get back into your nap until the next goal. So your dad's actually taught me that soccer is actually pretty cool. It is a pretty cool sport. I'm glad that he taught you that. (laughs) All right. Do you want to hear my plug? Yes. All right. So Tyrone Crawford in California, San Diego, on Thursday, him and a Marine saw a car that there was a car accident and he the car was burning. And well not sorry, not burning. The car was smoking. And they looked in and saw that this elderly gentleman wasn't able to get out or he just wasn't trying to get out. So they rushed in and they were able to pull him out and save his life. And the fire department came and made sure that, you know, the car was not smoking anymore but my plugs are the two guys who were able to pull out this elderly gentleman he is in the hospital um, not life-threatening but it is major his spine is messed up uh, but they are still investigating what happened because it was on the freeway a busy you know but it wasn't like a hit around the other car. No, it wasn't okay. hit around. They were both. I mean, if you saw the car, that they weren't going to go anywhere. It was mm. a pretty bad accident. So they are still investigating of what happened. But yeah. So anyway, so the plug for me is going to be the two guys who were able to pull out the elderly guy and save him from his car smoking. Yeah, I can't imagine like being in that moment and having. I mean, I would hope 
myself, if I was in that moment and I saw a car smoking, that I would one, know what to do, but also act fast enough to help the person. Right. Because it reminds me of a story when I was real little. I was probably, uh, we'll say eight. That should be in the ballpark. Uh, my dad and I were driving up this canyon and someone had hit a deer and the deer wasn't dead yet. And so my dad thought that if he got the deer out of the road, it would maybe live and survive and not be hit by another car. And so my dad said, Hey, get out of the car and help me move this deer. And I froze and I was just like, no, I can't do that. I don't, I, I'm not going to know. And so my dad got out of the car and with some of other people that had stopped, moved this car, <laughs> moved <laughs> deer out of the road so it wouldn't be hit by another car. And I don't know if it lived, but it was just similar, like just being able to stop, act, and have a result. And it was pretty impressive that my dad was able to do that, and I felt like a little bitch. So that's... I mean, you were eight, though. Come on. It still affects me to this day that I'm having doubts if I would act correctly in the situation I think it would be a little different if it was a human versus an animal. So, I mean, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, best believe I could probably save somebody if I needed to. Yeah, you better. I mean, or I'm going to be the little girl running in and trying to save somebody (laughs) while you're in the car debating. (laughs) (laughs) I am a master debater. Well, babe, that was a really fun episode. I enjoyed all the questions. Yeah, definitely. And if there's any listeners out there who have questions for us and want to ask us anything, we are more than happy to answer those for you. Do we have somewhere where we can receive questions? Yes, our website. At... No, I'm not saying it. Oh, you don't want to say it this time? No. <laughs> Is it because I make fun of the way you say dot .com? Spouseholes.com. <laughs> yes, but our website is spouseholes.com. Yes, there is a tab that you can go to that is topic submission, and you can just click in there. We have seen that people are clicking in there, um, and you can, so it is working. You just actually have to submit. Don't be shy. Just click submit. And then we'll get it and we can review them and ask those questions. Yeah, we can use them on the show and that would be really helpful. And if you are too lazy to go to spouseholes.com, you can also shoot us a direct email at spouseholes at gmail.com. That's spouseholes with an S. Yes. You can also go to Instagram and message us on Instagram, but follow because we do have people following and then they just leave us. So are we boring? Do we need to fix something? Give us some feedback, people. <laughs> we did receive some feedback. We appreciate those people who do give us feedback. Well, babe, that was a great episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.